I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast, where you'll learn how to operate from a place of confidence and make better choices with men. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Looking forward to today's conversation. I call it a dialogue, but let's be honest, it's more of a monologue. I don't need to talk at you. It's just the nature of the medium. And we're going to be wading into some dicey territory today. So I hope you could stick with me and uh, trust me to to, uh, provide a valuable perspective that maybe doesn't often get aired. So uh, before we get into the podcast itself. I just want to remind you, the Love You podcast is listener supported, by which I mean, you don't have to give us any money. We're not NPR. Really, really appreciate your patronage by just sharing positive reviews and your subscription and telling other people. So if you enjoy what you hear here, bring it to Apple Podcasts, bring it to Spotify and write us a little review. Um, Subscribe on YouTube, click on the little bell to get notified when new content comes out. Share one of these podcasts with a friend to make her think and uh, hopefully get a more positive attitude about how to navigate the tricky world of dating and relationships. And uh, that's really all I ask of you in exchange for hopefully what are thought-provoking ideas that will help you find the love that you deserve. So I try not to listen to too many podcasts on dating and relationships. I spent a lot of time doing this kind of stuff. And so for me, it's more interesting to listen to comedy, politics, murder, something other than this. However, when I'm going to appear on a podcast uh, as a guest, I always take the time to listen to podcasts. Uh, so I'm, I know who the host is and I know their worldview and I can try to find a, a middle ground for us to meet. And usually that's pretty easy. I had an amazing two interviews with Natasha Chandel from Kinda Dating Podcast, who's lovely and smart and funny. She's a comedian here in LA and she has a dating podcast. And uh, I went to her home. And if you haven't looked up Kinda Dating, definitely check it out. But I listened to an old episode of hers and I literally had a right down what I was hearing while I was walking the dog because I thought it was so interesting. I never I never thought about it before because we all have our own little information bubble. So I'm going to share with you something I heard her share on a podcast and uh, maybe it'll make you think. So she hypothesized that women have to be more aware when it comes to dating than men do for obvious reasons. And again, this is something I'm, I'm familiar with and it's undoubtedly true. If you are a woman and you feel that you are potentially under physical threat every time you go out, because technically that is the case, you're going to be using all of your senses. You're going to have sort of a heightened uh, perspective on the things that can go wrong where men never go into dates. Worrying about, we worry about whether you're going to like us. We worry about whether you're going to find us attractive and be receptive to our kiss. We worry about putting our foot in our mouths. We worry about whether... We think you're going to be a good fit for the future, but no man goes on a, state, on a date worrying about his safety. And so women have this diffuse multitasking thing that you rightfully take pride in that a guy, guys just don't have. And it's important that men understand that this is what women go through. Uh, if I were a coach for men, I'd spend a lot of time talking about how men should be more understanding and respectful of women's issues around safety. 
uh, because it's real and most men have a blind spot to it, including you know me when I was in my 20s and early 30s and I was dating. So let's establish that men have blind spots around dating about what it takes for women to go put themselves out into the world and want to be safe. And so that's why I was so surprised when I heard one of her guests talk about and again, I'm going to flip it around, so I'm, hopefully you could stick with me, which she calls male privilege when it comes to dating. And we're talking about just understanding the opposite sex. So I'm saying here, men should really understand what it's like to be a woman. And then I'm listening to a woman who's kind of in this space as well, exhibiting a real lack of understanding for men. And that's where I'm going with this. And her suggestion is that male privilege exists in dating for men because our fertility doesn't end when we reach our early 40s. And her perspective was that men over 35 who are looking for younger women are somehow betraying their liberal bona fides, maybe, and that they're somehow anti-feminist. Any guy wants to have kids who is not open to dating a 39-year-old woman is therefore not a feminist. And that's male privilege. And I was hearing this and I was like, I'm really having a hard time even wrapping my head around what she's trying to say here. Again, and I'm sure she meant it sincerely and I'm sure it's her, her earnest point of view. I just don't see what this has to do with feminism. And to her benefit, to, to her credit, uh, Tasha, the, the, the host of the show, said her perspective, and again, she wasn't going to argue with her guest, was that men just want more time to make decisions in love, which which really rang true with me. The idea that, hey, if you are a 38-year-old guy and you want to have two biological kids and you don't want to make any mistakes or rush into anything, it makes a certain amount of practical sense for you to, say, date someone for a couple of years and spend uh, a year engaged living together before you get married and start to procreate. And if, if a woman is 39 and a half, and by the way, my wife was 39 when we got married, that's real consideration for men. This has nothing to do with their support of feminism or equality. I guess there's a privilege in that our fertility is different. Right? Like, I guess we're, we're fortunate that um, we don't have ovaries that um, have a finite supply of eggs and sperm is produced uh, in somewhat unlimited, if diminished fashion over time. But it doesn't feel like an exercise of privilege to acknowledge the biological realities of it. Again, I've been, on, I've been doing this for 20 years. I dated 300 people. I've been married for 15 years. I've been coaching for 20 years. It's really hard to find an issue where I hear something that seems so dissonant that I feel the need to bring it up on a podcast. And again, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't, it's, it's fine. But I remember being a 34-year-old guy with an almost 38-year-old girlfriend who ended up being my wife and being really panicked about it. Not because I was a privileged man, but because I was a guy who always wanted to be a dad and choosing a girlfriend in her late 30s might impede my dream of finding a life partner that I could have the whole thing with. And I spent 16 months dating my wife. I would have loved to have dated her for two and a half years before proposing, but because she was <laughs> turning 39, I didn't have much of a choice. I fell in love with her and I took a risk and we got lucky. She had kids at 41 and 42, just under the wire without help with 
IVF and fertility doctors. But boy, I don't blame a guy who says, I don't want to take a chance of having kids at 41 and 42 and going through rounds of IVF. All things remaining equal, if I could choose a partner, it makes more sense for me to choose a partner between 30 and 35 who's open to me than to take a chance that I'm going to be able to get in under the wire. And any woman who doesn't understand that or respect that or disdains that, I feel like is giving a very uncharitable uh, perspective on men. If we were to flip this whole thing around again, I would say, while I spend plenty of time talking about high achieving women, women with educations, being open to different kinds of men. When I say open to different kinds of men, I'm saying if you make $150,000 and he makes $90,000, you could still have a great life. But if a woman says, I don't want a guy who can't hold down a job. I don't want a guy who doesn't have a dollar to his name. I don't want a guy who could barely support himself and is living on a friend's couch, who has no ambition, no stable income. Is that female privilege? No. It's completely normal. It's completely practical. You would have every right in the world to say, I want a man who's gainfully employed, enjoys his work, saves money, has a decent lifestyle. He might not be able to support you. He might not do better than you. But having a floor of, all right, this guy makes $75,000. He supports himself. He's a good man. He's a high school English teacher and soccer coach. I always use that example because my cousin is married to a guy who's a high school English teacher and soccer coach. That's beautiful. And that works. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman who says, this is important to me. Nor would I suggest you're exercising feminine privilege because you believe you shouldn't have to support a man like you would support a small child. So if we flip this whole thing around again, I just don't see this in terms of privilege. And when we speak in that language, it others people, it judges people, it demonizes people. Any guy who is like an incel who complains that women aren't sleeping with him, that's his problem. He needs to figure out how to become a more desirable man to women. He can't just yell at women. That would be ineffective. Any guy who's like, women are gold diggers when all you want is a guy with a stable job, that's his issue. He has to work that out. There's no power in getting it angry at men in their late 30s, early 40s, who very rightfully are concerned that their vision of what they want for their future, just like your vision of of the future is with a financially stable man, his vision of the future might be two or three kids, and it becomes next to impossible to pull that off if you're 40 years old, no matter how lovely you are, no matter what a big heart you have. And sometimes I share this with women, they've shared this with clients and they get angry at me. Like I'm not supporting them, like I'm not supporting their dream, like I'm saying there's something wrong with them. And there's not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with anybody. I'm not blaming anybody for exercising their right to choose a partner for them. You have much more power over the men that you choose to date than you do over wagging your finger at men who don't choose to date you. And so I would really encourage you if you're listening to this episode and you're saying, why is he even saying this? This doesn't affect me. I'm not someone who thinks that, right? But I do have a lot of clients, right? Late 30s, early 40s, who spend more time getting angry at men who are looking to date younger women than they do adjusting to, okay, if I'm a 40-year-old woman and 40-year-old men are looking for 33-year-old women, I might need to pivot 
and choose men who are 45, divorced, one kid, that guy might be a better fit for me. Right? A guy who already believes in marriage, a guy who already has family, wants to build family, right? Not the guy who's trying to start from scratch and still has his fantasy as well of what he's looking for. And sometimes as a dating coach, you have to be able to say these things out loud, even though it's not something someone wants to hear, even though it's not popular. Denying reality, whether you're a man or a woman, doesn't get you anywhere. And if I were coaching men and I were dealing with guys who were complaining that pretty women weren't giving them the time of day or that women care about financial status, I'd be like, yeah, and what are we going to do? How are we going to give you more confidence? How are we going to get you a better job? How are we going to lose weight? How are we going to get you some experience? And how are we going to get you to choose women who appreciate who you are and what you do bring to the table instead of getting angry at the people who are passing you up? So I think that's why I shared this, this thing is that there's more power in not wagging your finger at all the perceived ills that men are guilty of, which may or may not be real. I want to acknowledge the validity of them, but that doesn't get us anywhere when we get angry at men for exercising their choices any more than it gets men anywhere for getting angry at you for exercising your choices in what you want to date in men. And the more we could have that balanced view, remembering that life is a Venn diagram. There's what you want. There's what men want. The more those two circles overlap, the more likely you are to have a happy, lasting relationship. You don't have to change who you are. You might have to change your choice of men slightly to get the thing that you really want instead of holding on to the idea that 40-year-old childless men who want families should also date 40-year-old childless women. So with that, I know that was challenging. I know it's not as fun to be challenged as it is sometimes to be validated, but I do think it's an important conversation. And if I'm not going to give it to you straight, I don't know who is. And by the way, if you're not on my mailing list for love splaining, get on that right now, evanmarkcats.com forward slash substack. Put in your name and email address and I'll send you free dating and relationship advice where you could ask questions. You can get coaching all for a tiny, tiny amount of money compared to Love You, which is much more in-depth, personalized coaching. So enough with the plugs. I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for being here and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. My name is Evan Marcatz. Thanks for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click the subscribe button, ring the bell, and choose all to get notified when new content comes out. If you're on Apple or Spotify, please leave a written review, which helps to amplify this podcast to other high-achieving women who are ready for love. And if you want a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood, go to www.evanmarkatz.com forward slash apply and watch my free video about how you could fix your broken man picker. When you're done, apply to Love You to join other women in the coaching community where you'll gain confidence, raise your standards for what you expect from men, and get the relationship you deserve. I'll see you there.